0: Hopefully you brought your Bible with you tonight. Turn to the book of Colossians, the book of Colossians. The book of Colossians chapter number one. book of Colossians chapter number one, verse number 16. We'll continue on in our series before I left and offerings. And so I want you to go to um, Colossians chapter one, verse number 16. For by him were all things created that are in heaven and are that in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. He is before all things, and by him all things consist. And, of course, verse number 18 talks about uh, the head of the body. So we talk about robbing God there in Malachi, and you say, how could you possibly rob God by inflicting pain upon his body, by taking that which belongs to him? Because in definition, according to the Bible, the body is the church. The body of Christ is God the church, the local church. So keep that in mind. Go to Proverbs chapter number 11. Proverbs chapter number 11. Many times people get all cranked up about when you start talking about their money and their material things. It's real easy if you stop looking at it like it's your money and your material things. It makes it a whole lot easier. Uh, I don't need your money. I don't want your money. You need to learn how to give. That's what we're talking about. So in Proverbs chapter number 11, look at verse number 24. There is that scattereth and yet increaseth. And there is that withholdeth more than is meet, more than necessary, and it tendeth to poverty. Verse number 25. The liberal soul, so one of the few times in the Bible you're allowed to be liberal. The liberal soul shall be made fat. That doesn't mean physically fat. That means prosperous. And he that watereth shall be watered also himself. Go to Second Corinthians. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, Romans, 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians. Second Corinthians chapter number 9. 2 Corinthians chapter number 9. 2 Corinthians chapter number 9. Starting verse number 6. But this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly. And he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Every man according as he has purposed in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, For God loveth a cheerful giver. Father, thank you for the Bible. Ask you to please bless tonight. Help us. Remind me of the truths that you have taught me over the years. And help those that perhaps this is the first time they heard such things that they would put it in context of this is the Word of God. And help us to do that which is right with that which we hold very, very dear to us our money and our material things. Please bless the church and thank you for, God, I say that. I I don't want to sound as though uh, you haven't been because you've been more than good to us. So I, I have, I'm not asking you never have. So please do now, God, you daily loadeth us with benefits, but I'm asking you once again, because I know you love to give to please bless the dear people tonight with truth. May it sink down in our hearts. May we listen to the word of God and the Holy ghost of God speak to us in our spirit, in our heart, that we might obey the Lord. Thank you for this time. Please help us tonight in Jesus name. Amen. Thank you. May be seated. I want to talk to you tonight about this subject, reasons for tithes and offerings, I'm sorry, reason for offerings beyond the tithe, now we talked about tithing, tithing is a tenth, that's what tithe means, tithe means tenth, and so the Bible talks about tithes and offerings, Um, the tithe never increases, you say oh no I give more now never did, no tithe is a percentage, it's a solid, it never changes, it's 10%. That's what a tithe is. So if you make $100, 10, 10% is $10. You make $1,000, 10%, still 10% is $100. You say, but that's more money, it's 10%. If you made a million dollars, 10% would be a lot. Uh, and so if you do that, remember to give, okay? Turn to Colossians chapter number one once again. Let's look at something here. Colossians chapter number one. Colossians chapter number one, verse number 16. The reasons for for offerings beyond the tithe, first of all, let's just put it this way. God owns everything. Yeah. That's a real good reason. Yeah. God owns everything. Now, instead of just listening to somebody and going, well, that's your opinion. No, once you show somebody something in the word of God, it should take on a whole new meaning and value to it because this is, it's called God's word. Uh, I didn't write the Bible. Men were the pens. You know, people say, "Uh, men wrote the Bible. That's like saying this pen wrote this message. No, it was an instrument. I wrote it. I used this. Men were used by God. They were inspired by the Holy Ghost of God. Holy men simply wrote what they were instructed to write. You'll hear preachers say, well, Paul's background inspired him to do this. God used that, but Paul didn't have his own thinking about things. Paul did not come along and say, you know, that makes sense, but I have a better idea than that, like we are doing today with the word of God. Very dangerous thing to do. Colossians chapter number one, verse 16, again, look at it. For by him, we're talking about Jesus Christ now. We're not talking about God. We're talking about Jesus Christ, which is hard for some people to understand that he was in the very beginning of all of creation. Jesus Christ was there in Genesis chapter 1 you'll find out that it said let us make man in our own image. Those are plural pronouns. Yeah. So though God is spoken of in proper that name God, I think it's 23 times in Genesis chapter 1, we find out also there was God the Father, God the Son and the Holy Spirit. In creation. So now we come to Colossians and it says, For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things and by him all things consist. God, because of his long-suffering and kindness, Gives us all things that we have and allows us, allows us to use part of this increase, not the tithe. That is not ours to decide. God has given us all of this, not the tithe, for our own needs and pleasures. God has given us, if God said, okay, the tithe is mine and that's all that you're ever going to get, then we couldn't survive. God gives us 100% and says, now before you get started, the tithe is mine, so just, that's not yours. I just gave that to you to see if you would do what I told you to do with that. So just set that aside. You said, preacher, that leaves me 90%. Yeah, it's pretty good, isn't it? Yeah. What if the Lord would have said 50%? Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. Or 80%. What if he had said 90 and you live off the 10%? But he didn't do that. Right. So God tells, now the tithe is the Lord. No matter how much you make, it's 10%. So everybody can tithe. If you make a dollar, it's 10 cents. You just tithed. You said, but I can't give as much as Brother Usher. God didn't tell you to give as much as Brother Usher. When it comes to the tithe, it's simply 10%. It's the same for everybody. 10% on everything that God has prospered you. It doesn't say on everything that you work for or the cash that you get. It says as God has prospered you. You follow me? Okay, so we find out here, so I, I, he gives the other 90% for our needs. We have needs here on this earth, and for our own pleasure. There's a lot of things that are not just needs, but look what God has done. He's given us things. We enjoy We go on trips. We buy things we really don't need, food that we really don't, uh, we really don't need, and uh, we come to find out that God says, okay, I understand. Go ahead. God does that for us. However, how wonderful for a loving God who owns it all to give us so much of his stuff. You know, the air you breathe, all things were made by him. And what's next? And for him. It's all his stuff. Everything you have, your children, your marriage, your health, your church, The air you breathe, the food you eat, the clothes you have on are all gifts given to you by God Almighty. All things were made by him. All things consist, are held together, and is upright because of him. Our solar system, we're told, spins, right? Most things that spin keep expanding until they fly apart. Do you know why ours don't? Because by him all things consist. They're held together. By him. The same thing with the church, same thing with your life, same thing with a nation. The reason our nation is falling apart, because we will not allow him to hold it together anymore. So we find out here, all of this stuff, how ungrateful, how unthankful, how unthinkable uh, that any person saved would take and use 90% of what is really God's to begin with and say, I love God so much, I'm going to give him 10% which was already his, and say that the rest of it is mine. Let's stop and think about the way I presented that. Okay? God gives you 100% and says, now before you get started, 10% is mine. Which sounds very reasonable to me. Uncle Sam takes about six months of your pay every year. You complain, but you do it anyway. God says... I will increase you and I will give to you. And we're going to start right here. The tithe is the Lord's. The tithe is not yours to decide whether it's the Lord's. Right. God has already put his stamp of approval and said the tithe is the Lord's. So yeah. quit quit working with somebody else's money. Make sure that God get, gets what is his. And so how can you, giving God 10%, I have a question for you. Giving God 10%, which is already his, how would that possibly show how much you love him? Yeah. It's, it was his, Brother Usher gave me $20 and said, Preacher, I won't be in church on Sunday. Please make sure that goes in the plate for me. And so between then and now, I spend his $20. Then he goes to Brother Mike and says, uh, by the way, I just want to make sure Preacher put that $20 of mine in there. Nope, no money here. I decided I wanted something. I decided I wanted to buy something. I decided I want to go out and eat. Whatever the case is, I stole his money and used it for me and then tell him how much I love him and appreciate him. That just doesn't make sense, does it? And so the Bible talks about these kinds of things. We should give back as much as possible. By the way, it has taken me most of my life to figure this out. It shouldn't have. I was not raised in church, and because of that, there were a lot of things I was not taught what was proper. That when you finally get saved, you have to kind of fuss with to figure out, if that's what God wants, I guess then that's what I'll do. Then you have to prove that that really works in your life before you start being a willing giver, which we'll talk about tonight. So we should give back as much as possible to God's work, to God's work. Because God owns everything. So reasons for offerings beyond the tithe, first of all, God owns everything. I think it's just the right thing to do, or the Bible does. Number two, 10% is not adequate, is not an adequate expression of a devotion of love. Now stop and think about it. Giving back to someone what is really theirs, the tithe, how does that show that you love them? I'm going to show you I love you here. This was yours anyway. No, that's honest. But that doesn't show love. Yet we think sometimes that it does. For example, people will often ask me when they talk to me, uh, they become members, and it's not long, they'll say, Preacher, I wish you'd pray for me that I'd get a good job, and, and, and if I get a good job, uh, I'll tithe and, and give, uh, give that money to the church. And I say, okay, let me get this right. You're wanting me to pray. And want God to give you a good job uh, so that you can you can you can go on in your life and that you will keep ninety percent and give God ten percent to show him how much you appreciate it for him giving you this job. So let I me mean, you're gonna give him what's his, keep the ninety percent, and show God that what you love him. Now, you say, preacher, this sounds awful in your face, awful crude. The reason we say that is because the way the world has taught us. And first of all, our very nature, believe it or not, is selfish. Watch two kids in a sandbox. One kid could have 14 toys. You put a new kid down there with a new toy, he will reach out and grab it. You, You don't have to be trained to do that. It's just what we do. And the Lord knows that. That's why there's this whole testing by faith concerning material things and money. You want to know what's closest to your heart? Get into a jam and still have to give. You'll find out who you'll put first. Put it to the test. I have already have. I know how these things work. So the tithe is not an adequate expression of devotion of love. Here at Anchor, my goodness, how we've been blessed. Uh, The buildings, the property, the staff, the people, all the things that go on here. There is a great need to spread the gospel. I was talking to Brother in Elms and we talked about this when we were down there. I said, It's amazing to me how God, uh, even people that are not saved, everything's connected to money. You can't buy, you can't travel, you can't get groceries, you can't do hardly anything without. Why did God figure it up that way? Should there not have been another way? There's a reason why God figured it up this way. Folks, I hate to tell you this. Your wallet and your purse is closer to your heart than you think it is. No? Okay, then let's go ahead and give everything we have to the Lord tonight. You'll start backpedaling, making excuses on how you can and obligations that you have and how you don't have anything and how you're barely making ends meet, right? It's just what we do, and God knows that. So how is God supposed to get your love and affection and devotion? When there are other things that pull on you a lot more than him. By putting it to a test to see, first of all, will you obey 10%? Just obey. Just, this is mine. So just will you do what I plainly tell you? To, the tithe is the Lord's. The Bible says so, okay? 90%. God said, no, I gave that to you. But I want to see how you want to use it. I'll show you that here in just a little bit. So the tithe is, here at Anchor, we've been blessed a lot and uh, established Christianity and, and, and teaching families and helping people. Right here is where your church is. This is where you go to church, it's a good place to show you love the Lord. Let me ask you a question. How would you show the Lord do you love him? Yeah. Oh, I love the Lord. Okay, I'm, I'm not doubting that. How do you show that? Amen. It's kind of like faith without works. Oh, I believe God, but we don't do what he says. The Bible said that's just dead. that's just talk, yeah. it doesn't mean a thing. Okay, the same thing with giving. God talked about money and material things because he knows what a, what a grip that has on most people. Yeah. The only way you can get away from that grip is learn how to give right. yeah. until it doesn't have a grip on you anymore. Yeah. Now, this isn't a charismatic church, and I didn't go down that road. But I am not going to apologize for things that God says, I want to bless you, but here's the way this is going to have to work. Yeah. We have been blessed so much here at the Anchor Baptist Church. Certainly, the tithe does not show how much you love the Lord. There's no way. There's no way, especially if the tithe wasn't yours anyway. The, the 90% is yours and God said, okay, let's see what you're going to do with it. Some of us, we waste a lot of money. Some of us, we may give it to things we shouldn't, places we shouldn't. God knows that. And so what, how are we going to show this and thank God for all that he has done? You had a loved one perhaps that was ill. They got healed through the hospital or whatever the case may be. Now everything's okay. It's just now a memory. Thank God. Thank the Lord. You say, yes, amen. Okay. Have you ever think about thanking the Lord? You're not buying his love. You're showing in a way that God has said, here's a way you can show your devotion and love to me. Have you ever thought about, okay, uh, Christmas gift for Jesus. Isn't amazing, we call it Christmas, Christ, yeah. and you didn't buy him one gift? Yeah. Yeah. Did you give him it? Did you even think about it? Well, yeah. How would you like to have a birthday and everybody show up and forget to get you something? Well, yeah. Oh, yeah, well, we are supposed to get you something, right? Yeah. You go like this, well, yeah, a little late now. Yeah, but see what we do? Uh, we, we talk about, we come to church and we thank God for everything we have, but it's a verbal. You ever heard that old saying, "Talk is cheap." Yeah. Yeah. Right. You want to prove to yourself and to others how much you love something, spend on them. Yeah. Yeah. Ladies, you know what I'm talking about, right? Oh, I just got engaged. What's the first thing you want to show you? Their ring. Their ring, right? Where's, where's, right? You got one? Let me see it back here. There you go. Had a girl. And uh, so the first thing they said, they even forgot the guy's name, but look at my ring, (laughs) right? Why? Because of the value and the devotion and love that is associated with the giving. Are you listening to me? See, this isn't unheard of. It's just that when we talk about giving away our hard-earned material stuff and money, who gave you that? Do you remember how quick we are to say, preacher, you wouldn't believe the job God gave me. You wouldn't believe the IRS made a mistake and I got back all this money. Man, I can't believe how things are working. I'm, I'm sorry. And who do you think did all this for you? Yeah, all oh, I know. You were just so cool. You faked them out and figured things out and now they owe you. And boy, you should have been God. I'm not making fun of you. I'm just telling you, this is the way we think sometimes is really silly. And so God wants to help us. Your business or your job increased by how much simply coming to this church? I can look across this room right now and see many of you that came here. Some of you were working at a fast food place when you came here. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but you are far cry from that now. Some of you here, your life was a mess. But through the teachings that you get here at your church, the Anchor Baptist Church, God, because you obeyed him and learned to do what he said, has turned your life around, your family, your children, right? There you were driving the VW, right? Held together by bailing wire and duct tape. And you left oil spots all over our parking lot. Now there you are driving a Lexus or a a BMW or an Infiniti. Folks, listen, I, I, we used to drive those kinds of cars. The cars we had many times something somebody gave us. You said, Well, how did you get out of that? Well, first of all, I learned how to give. Yeah. You have to give before you can receive. Yeah. And so we learned yeah. to give, and sure enough, you said it wasn't very nice. It was given. Yeah. Uh, it was given. Yeah. God said, Give, and you shall receive. Right? Okay, so here's what we're talking about here. Your marriage, your family, how much better are they doing now since you've been coming to this church? Some of you, you found the girl of your dreams here. You coerced some guy to come up from Florida so you could marry him. And we, we do these things and we say, oh, I just thank the Lord. Okay, okay. Just verbal? I mean, there's nothing wrong with that praise the Lord in song, you praise him with the words of your mouth, which the Bible said, the sacrifice unto God, which is the, the words of our, of our lips, there's nothing wrong with that. But we're talking about the material things God gave us, the monetary things God gave us. If a Christian only gives the tithe, which is already the Lord's, after all that God has done in our lives, does it say how thankful and how much we love God? We're quick to say how much God's blessed us. i preacher, I was almost in this accident the other day. I just know God stopped that from happening. You mentioned God and his goodness again. You wouldn't believe the other day I was doing this and this and this, and I thought for sure this was going to happen. Oh, boy, did God save me from that. We always use his name and thank him verbally. And we just keep prospering. And how do you show adequately? That you love the Lord. May I say again, I don't touch monies here, and I don't need your money. God needs your heart. He knows it's attached to your money and material things. No? you fussing about this teaching already? Number three, the need of God's work is too great for just 10%. The need of the work is too great for just 10%. The involved and devoted Christian understands that statement the involved and devoted christian understands that this is true many times christians will say god has always met my needs but the truth is god far exceeded meeting your needs right. god has done much more than just you so all you really need is water some bread and a place to live yeah. anybody there right now no you're doing much better than that yeah. to god be the glory right? By him, all things consist. All things were made by him and for him. And so the tithe is the Lord. So quit saying, I already give the tithe. You didn't give that. You just showed God here. This is yours. I give it back to you. Yeah. So now the 90% is where you show love and devotion towards God and the things of the Lord. It's that simple. Okay. So watch what happens here. Even God knows just giving the bare, to the bare necessities of his people is not enough. The Bible says in Matthew chapter six, verse number 11, give us this day, our daily bread. That would be your needs. End of the story. But you think God stops there? That God stopped with just giving you bread and water and meeting your daily needs No, he has far exceeded that. If you go and look in uh, Psalms 68, 19, blessed be the Lord who daily loadeth us with benefits. That doesn't sound to me like he's meeting our needs. That sounds like he's exceeding our needs. So God said this, first of all, I will always take care of your need. He said he would. That's not all he does. He knows that would not show adequately his love and devotion toward us. Right, yeah. He daily loaded. Da- the reason you may not think so is because you're not stopping to think. He well, he hasn't given me a razor. think you breathing? Yeah. Are you able to walk? Yeah. We saw uh, when we were in Pakistan, there was an older man. It's a beautiful story that we can tell you about. But there was one woman who got saved in a village. She went back, a woman, went back to that village, won everybody in that village. They had a meeting, um, I don't know how long after that, they had a meeting, and there was one Muslim, an older guy, shaggy beard, hair was everywhere, he stunk, and um, they asked him, why wouldn't he receive Christ? Here's what he said, I'm just not ready yet. Two weeks later, though, when they went back, he came to the preacher and said, I'm ready. And he got saved, shaved, cut his hair. The guy walks around on a crutch with only he only has one leg, and so he's built kind of like a little little thing to sit on. So he sits on that crutch like this with one leg, and just as happy as he can be because of what God is doing in his life. He knows he's been blessed. You understand? He's going to go through all of that pain, inconvenience, and false religion, and die and go to hell. Now he understands that. Now he's very thankful. To the Lord. Can he give like we do? No. He didn't have anything. But he was sitting there listening to the preaching and trying to sing the songs that everybody was singing. His whole village now is saved. They're on their way to heaven. They've got water in the village. A lot of good things are going on. He has really, really, really been blessed. So he gives. Isn't this what we do naturally when we've really been don't we just we give thanks? We give praise. We give prayers. Don't be afraid to say the last one. We give financially. So that's what he did there. So we find out here that the Lord, who daily loadeth us with benefits, daily, daily, not once in a while, the only reason we don't think he does is because we don't stop thinking about it. So many things God has blessed us with in our church, at our job, in our family. Everything comes with problems. But my goodness, that's not all that ever happens to us, our problems. There are many expenses in a growing church. Now, maybe because you're not quite plugged in, you don't understand all this, just a very, very short list. Buses, gas, utilities, insurances. By the way, some of those are mandatory. It's not like, well, why don't you quit paying insurance? It's like you buy a car, you have to have insurance or you're breaking the law. Same thing with church, many of those things there. Insurances, the buildings, paper, office machines, uh, missionaries, gospel tracks, maintenance, advertising, chairs, carpet, restrooms, toilet paper, hand towels, sound equipment, employees, on and on and on and on and on. I could make almost an endless list. The tithe by itself is not adequate to take care of all of these things and keep reaching out with the gospel and teaching other people. This is where offerings come in. The tithe is not adequate to meet all of those needs. The tithe belongs to the Lord, and we use that for these things. But in a growing church, that doesn't even come. If everybody in here gave a tithe, just a tithe, off of everything God prospered you, and I fear that most people don't. We tithe off of finance. We tithe off of maybe even our income tax. But everything that God prospers you. I just got a raise in my social security. $65. Yay! Cost of living raised. 65 bucks a month is cost of living? Are you kidding me? It's a lot more than that. They said 3.2%. Cost of living went way up. And I'm supposed to be thankful for that? That's my money to begin with. If that's what they do. So what do you do? I'll tithe off of it. Yeah. Yeah. I tithe. You say, preacher, you can do this all you want to. I've already tithed off of that when I was working. Got it too. Yeah. Yeah. But in America, you get that back at a certain age. Yeah. So it's prospering me. Yeah. Yeah. So I tithe off of that. Yeah. Yeah. And I give an offering. Yeah. Yeah. Now again, may I say this? If this is really irritating to you, yeah. there's nothing wrong with what I'm preaching. There's something wrong with your spiritual nature that should say, whatever God wants is what I'm for. It really is that simple. It's really not, not much more complicated than that. Dr. Carl Hatch, a great guy, great guy. He's in heaven now. He's even a better guy now. Uh, he's in heaven. He said this, more people will be in hell over a lack of cash than any. Just think what would happen if we gave everything we could to reach the world, to establish churches, to train people. And it always comes, I don't know why I've even asked the Lord, why, why did you set it up this way? Why is everything seemingly attached to our money and our material things? I don't have an answer for that other than I know that's what God has done. And so Dr. Carl Hatch was simply saying, if we had the money. Look, have you ever looked at the skyline here in Columbus? It just keeps getting bigger and growing all the time. Man has money. Man has means. Man has material things. And when it comes to what he wants, he always seems to find a way to do it. But the cause of Christ. So, reasons for offerings beyond the tithe, number four. God blesses some with more than others to, you won't believe why he did that, to give more. Sounds simple to me, right? I gave you more so you can give more. He didn't say you had to give it all. He didn't say he was against it. But he gave you the 90%. Quit quit looking at your paycheck or, or your inheritance or whatever and say, this is all mine. Now, what am I going to do? No, 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 no. Right, Mr. Bell and we've done this for decades. Whatever we get, it's not like, oh, that's right. Now we got to tithe, too. Paid all of our bills. Oh, we forgot to tithe. Oh, my goodness, what are we going to do? By the way, for the first time ever, Mike already knows this. He hasn't said a word. I went to Pakistan and paid the first Sunday that I was gone and forgot to set the check aside for the second Sunday I was gone, which would have been the 10th this past Sunday. So now this week, I have two weeks tithe, plus uh, my money I get from the government, I'm tithing off of that, plus my gift that I'm giving because it's my Christmas gift. Man, I bet that's a lot of money. It is. I don't fuss with it. I couldn't wait to figure it all up. Yeah. And I'm very pleased with what I'm able to do. Yeah. Have you ever given, and when you were done, go like this, man, that felt good. I'm glad I was able to do that. Yeah. Every year we sit down when when Mike figures up what all we've given, and my wife and I both go like this, how could we give that much? Yeah. Some people go like this, why did we give that much? That's the wrong attitude. And so some are blessed with more than others to give more. There are many reasons why God gives so much to some people and not to others. I mean, there's a there's a big amount of reasons behind that. One important reason that God gives some more is so they can give more. Yeah. It's that simple. Yeah. Why did you have so much? How did you get ahead? Why did you end up with all? that? not that a good question? Yeah. Why? Well, I'm just smart. Yeah, a lot of pride too, right? Yeah. Uh, well, I'm just really cool. Uh, okay, whatever. Now so one of these important, when you make more, the tithe does not increase. The amount may, but the tithe is a tenth. It never increases. It's ten percent. million dollars or one dollar is ten percent. It never goes up to twelve percent. never goes down to five percent. The tithe is the Lord's ten percent or whatever. When you stop and think about it, if you made a million dollars, it's still a dime out of every dollar. Yeah. One dime. Yeah. But when you start looking at a thousand, wow, that's a lot of money. No, it's still 10%. Yeah. See, so you're just not thinking, right? It's just 10%. Right. Yeah. Now that that is the Lord's, what am I going to give? Yeah. Does this sound foreign to you? I mean, does this sound like I'm stabbing you in the heart with something here? Until you learn how to do this, you're never going to understand what God is really after here. But the offering, that part should increase as God prospers you. Notice I didn't say what you work for. Notice I didn't say what you could do without. What God prospers you. Uh, Sometimes you'll get a cut on you. Some people say like this, "If if I don't use all my sick days, I get that back in, in money. Do you tithe off that? Do no, yeah. you give an offering? Yeah, you say, oh, I'll preach, I didn't work for it. No place in the Bible says tithe off what you work for. Only. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now, this sounds like God wants everything. No, no, no. God gave you everything. Yeah, exactly. yeah. The tithe was His. 90% He says, okay, let's see what you're going to do with it. So now we're in the work of the Lord, and 10% is not adequate in any growing church. To meet all that has to be done or ought to be done. So, question: Why did God prosper you? Some more than others, but why did God prosper you, as opposed to them, or you instead of them? Why did He do that? That's a good question. You're just His favorite. Good, wonderful. Glad you're part of the Anchor Baptist Church. I have one of His favorites sitting right here. Actually, I always thought I was His favorite. I've heard Brother Usher say, I was his favorite. That's the way you ought to look at it. I'm God's favorite. He gives me this stuff, and I just want to show him that I love him. So I'm going to do this for him. And I can't hand him money, and he has never handed me cash. God gave me $20. God has never directly given you $20. The Bible said, give, and it shall be given unto you. Pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men give unto you. God works through people don't look at me, you're watching way too much charismatic TV When you say, oh, no, God handed me $100. That's a lie. God has never handed you $100. Now, a person that God used may have handed you $100. But that would be according to the Bible. Men shall give unto you. So why did God prosper you? Was it so you could claim more or give more? I'm not going to answer the question for you. Answer the question yourself. I have more, I have more, I have more, I have more. I can get, I have, I have. Is that is that why God prospered you? Or was it to give more? Yeah. Perhaps it's time you move from just paying the tithe yeah. and move up to offerings yeah. so that God can bless you even more. Yeah. Now this normally takes place when you're struggling to begin with. Yeah. Yeah. So we, 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 we dabble in giving. You don't try it. You give yourself to it. Let me show you some scripture. Go to Proverbs chapter number 11. Proverbs chapter number 11. I, I hesitate to say it. I don't hesitate to say uh, this year, I think when all is said and done, I probably in all of my 51 years of being a Christian have given more this year than ever before. And I haven't got a raise. staff hadn't got a raise for years. You say, how is that possible? Because I decided to. I decided. I want to give more to this. I want to help more there. I want to give more then. I want to set an example here. I just decided. I want God to know I am not hanging on for me everything you gave me. Because I know that's not what it's for. God has more than taken, I got a great home, got two great cars, got a great wife, got a great church, got all these wonderful things going on. Why in the world would I not show my appreciation and love to him for what he has done? Daily loadeth me with benefits. So I come up with opportunities for me and you to say, like those at Macedonia, I want to get in on this. And Paul said, hey, Look, you really can't afford it. Oh, no, we want to be a part of that, ministry to the saints. Yeah. Okay, so he stopped by and he said, They gave and more than I thought. Yeah. How is this possible? Two things, remember? They first gave themselves to the Lord yeah. and to us. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just quoting the Bible right now, so yeah. whatever you're doing here. Proverbs chapter number 11. Proverbs chapter number 11, verse 24 again. Ready? Now with this teaching that I've just done now, look at Proverbs chapter 11, verse 24. There is that scattereth and yet increaseth. Now a cursory reading, that wouldn't make sense. How can you give away and have more? I don't know, ask a farmer. He puts so much seed in the ground, gets a whole lot more back. So there is that scattereth and yet increaseth, right? But watch this carefully. Ready? And there is that withholdeth more than is meat, more than is necessary, and it tendeth to poverty. You know what he's saying? Tight-fisted people sooner or later it's going to come back to bite them. Right. Now, if I was hurting in this world, one thing to get God's attention, I'm just telling you the way it works. You can do what you want to. I used to hear people say all the time, if the devil's on your trail, put more money in a plate. If the devil's really after you on purpose, say, if that's where you're going to be, I'm going to go out and win somebody to Christ. Yeah. Quit letting him push you around. Yeah, right. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Yeah. The thing is, when we don't trust God to do what he says because we can't see the outcome, that means you have to trust God. Right. Yeah. Well, let's see, how am I going to do this? If I give to that and pay Macy's and, right, honey, and I do all these other things, how could I give even more? My wife gave good offering when the last time that we gave, she really did. It was quite a sacrifice for her, quite a sacrifice for her, but she couldn't wait to tell me about it. Honey, guess what I gave? What'd you give? You know, that's what we do it all. What'd you give? I tell you, what'd you get? You, you know, we play this silly game. Well, you gave more than me. Yeah, but you make more than me, but well, I gave this and that's pretty good for me. You know, we're back there bantering back and forth, encouraging one another to give more. So watch what it says in verse number 24. There is that withholdeth more than is meet, and it tendeth to poverty. Yeah. God gave you 90%. You do not need 90% to live on. The, look, folks, the world has taught us wrong. Yeah. Right. Make more so you can spend more. Make more so you can get more. And then, it, uh, where's Brother Lorel? See, uh, for you. Brother Lorel teaches finance here, and it's helped many of you, and, and good for him. And what happens here is this, it's not always how much you make. The person who makes hundred and ten thousand dollars a year and spends a hundred and twenty is in the hole. The person who makes sixty thousand and only spends fifty five, they're doing real good. I didn't say the same level. But they have learned how to control what they have and how to live on what they have. But that's not what the world teaches you. That's why you get all those credit cards. You think, they sent me a credit card. This is great. Now I can buy stuff. (laughs) Except it is compounded monthly, like twenty-seven, twenty-eight percent interest monthly. You thought you were getting a break? Well, you don't pay that, they're gonna they're gonna chop on you at about thirty-five dollars a hit. You understand? And they're setting you up, I'm going to save it all for me, save for my retirement, save for that. You know, when you die, none of that's going to do you a bit of good. Yeah, right. Now, I'm not asking ask you to be foolish, but we have got to quit listening to the counsel of the ungodly right. that tells us you better pack away everything you can because you never know. Okay, let's assume that I meet the Lord one day. He goes, you know how silly you are? You didn't hide anything away for retirement. <laughs> I don't think he's going to be upset with me. Now, your in-laws might and your kids might because you didn't leave them anything. I love those bumper stickers on the back of those uh, RVs you see old people driving around in. I'm spending my children's inheritance. I think that's great. (laughs) Hey, man, make them work for their own stuff. Now, so here's what we have in verse number 25. The liberal soul, that means the person who gives willingly and abundantly, shall be made fat. No, not talking physically. He's talking about prosperous. No, I can show you that person. I can show you that person, those people, that person, those people. I can show you people sitting all around you that they know this is true in their own life because they did what God said. Not that I got fat, but I prospered. That's why I'm able after it only took 50 some years to give more now than I ever did before. Some of you have had multiple raises and benefits in the past two or three years. The staff here hasn't got a raise. Some of you even took a cut. I'm not complaining. You say, well, how are they able to? By the way, they give probably 40-some percent across the board back to the church of what they make. You say, how can they? See, this doesn't make sense, does it? How can they live? How can they pay their bills? Because most of us, if we simply control what we do, don't need everything that comes into our life. But the world has taught us. you can. Well, we went to go get our last house and they told us, you, you know, you can afford, this was seven and a half years ago. You can afford a house at, what did they say? At a lot, a lot. My first response is, why in the world would I want to do that? I like helping other people and giving things and helping her. Why would I go to the limit that the world says I can? Yeah. Yeah. I like giving. I like helping people. And now I'm at the place I can and you want me to lock it all up to where I can't help anybody anymore? Yeah. Yeah. That's why God is blessing my family is because God has taught me to give and I'm going to keep that way. Yeah. So, go down to 1st Second Corinthians chapter number 9. Let me show you the the same principle in the New Testament, how it's explained. 2 Corinthians, chapter number 9. Look at verse number 6. But I say unto you, he which soweth, you know what that means? He which giveth sparingly shall also receive sparingly. That's actually what that's talking about. And he which soweth bounty gives a lot, shall also receive a lot. The principles all around you in Ohio, every cornfield and beanfield you see, that's that, that principle right there. Yeah. If a guy sows one acre and he has 15 acres because he wants to hang on to all of his seed, that's all he's going to get. Yeah. He sowed, he gave sparingly, he's going to reap sparingly. But if he, sows, if he sows all of those acres, he gets even more in return. That's Bible principle. Watch what it says in the next verse here in verse number eight. God is able. You've got to learn to trust God. God is able to make all grace abound unto you. That ye always having all. See, that's the part we don't want. Sufficiency. I have enough to get by on. I'll be fine. You know, because you can't buy pizza on Friday night, the world's not coming to an end. Tribulation's not getting ready to get started. May abound to every good work. So God has some things in mind that he's trying to teach us. Number five, reasons for offerings beyond the tithe. Christ gave his all willingly as an offering to God. He's our example. You know the word Christ is Christ-like. There's a lot of people, in my opinion, that are saved that are not Christian. You know what I'm talking about here at the Anchor Baptist Church. Getting saved means your sins have been forgiven. The way you live either represents you're like Christ or it does not. Just because you're saved doesn't mean you represent Christ, Christ Christ-like Christian. Okay? You follow me? So, uh, turn to Hebrews real quick. Hebrews chapter number 7. Hebrews chapter number seven, look at verse number 27. Christ gave everything. Hold on, hold on. Willingly. Willingly. He offered, see the word? Offered himself willingly. Nobody forced him. Nobody made him. Nobody said he had to. He willingly offered himself. Hebrews chapter 7, verse 27. Who needeth not daily, comparing Jesus to the priests of the Old Testament, as those high priests, to offer up sacrifice, first for his own sins, talking about the Old Testament priest, and then for the peoples, for this he did once. When he, look at the next word, offered up himself. He gave himself. He offered it. Gave. He gave himself. Look at Hebrews 9.14. Hebrews 9.14, the second part there. Look what it says in verse number 14. Who through the eternal spirit, what? Offered himself. Aren't you glad Jesus gave it all? Why? Why are we so glad he gave it all? think about it think about it ask yourself why yeah that's a good point Rachel why we have all that was his we are heirs with God and joint heirs with Jesus Christ everything that belongs to God belongs to Christ is ours also do you understand that why because Jesus gave and offered himself to the father for us he gave himself away he offered himself for us Offering. You get it? Offer. Go to Hebrews chapter 10, verse number 10. By which will we are sanctified through the, there it is again, the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. Once for all. Go Look at verse number 12, that same chapter. But this man, talking about Jesus Christ, after he had, there it is again, offered one sacrifice for sins forever set down on the right hand of God. Our Savior gave up heaven willingly and then offered himself to God as a sacrifice. Understand the word offering. Willingly offered, sacrifice gave up what was his For the benefit of others in the cause of Christ. Is this not what tithes and offerings really is? Are we not giving up what God gave us? It's ours. We gave the tithe, now the 90% is ours, but I willingly want to give this to the Lord for His cause. If for no other reason, thank you, Lord. Just say, why'd you give it? Thank you. Just. Isn't that a good reason? Do you have to have a reason bearing down on you and convicted about giving? And, oh, I think I have to. And, I've been praying about it for six years and I think it's time I gave. That's the way most people give. Yeah. Whatever just, you know, God's been awful good to me. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. No? He offered his face to men who plucked out his beard, hit him, and spit in his face. He offered. He offered himself. Our Savior offered his hands, his feet, his side, so that men could nail him to a piece of wood like an animal being given for an offering. He offered himself. Nobody made him offer up himself. The Bible said he willingly laid down his life. Nobody can make you give, but make no doubt about it, your giving or not giving speaks volumes. On different levels the gift Christ offered is always on the mind of God. when God speaks of offerings in the Bible his mind is on what his son did how he offered himself and that's what's valuable about our offerings not our tithes. Jesus did not tithe himself he willingly gave. Willingly offered himself. Yeah. And in that particular case, he gave it all. Yeah. The Bible said, but this I say, he which soweth giveth sparingly. Receive a sparingly, or reap sparingly, right? We just read that in Matthew. He says, every man according as he purposed in his heart, so let him give. Not grudgingly. Well, the preacher said we had to keep it. It's not us that will regret it. It will be you, my dear friend. That's not a threat. I'm just telling you, when you decide, I don't do what God told me to do, that doesn't mean, Mr. Bell, I'm speaking directly to you. You need to give. A lot of people run their Christian life. God has already told you and given you lots of opportunities. In your local church. I never understood why people many times will give to that ministry, that ministry, that radio, that TV, that preacher, and then you had to pray about giving to your own church. That's just me, I guess. He said, not grudgingly or out of necessity, for God loveth a church. Look at me, I'm smiling about giving away tens of thousands of dollars in a year. I gotta be crazy. happy about it. Yeah. Very joyful about it. Yeah. And when you're when you're suffocating George Washington and Abraham Lincoln, yeah. you ain't very happy when I'm preaching like this. Yeah. And yet look at me. My wife back here smiling about to like this. Yeah, that's what we do. Yeah. Okay. And we just run home and tickle each other and have a great time at it. God <laughs> loveth what'd you say? A cheerful speaker. No. A cheerful thought? No. A cheerful praiser? No. A cheerful giver. Giver. Does your giving represent such a sacrifice? No. I mean given such given with such love that it reminds God of his Son. And he didn't ask for all of it, did he? He asked everything of Jesus. he didn't do that for you. This you do willingly of your own accord. 90% is yours. This belongs to the Lord already. You didn't give anything. You're just saying, God, I'm honest. That's yours. I don't use it. That's yours. This is up to you. Here's where your blessings come through. Here is where your love is shown. Here is where the prospering of God's church and word comes through. Right here. Us. Us. That's what happens there. Wherein have we robbed you in tithes and offerings, Malachi chapter three? Let's pray, Father. Thank you for.